0: Episode 110 Social Work Goals Tips for Success on the Social Workers Rise podcast. Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Social Workers Rise Today, we are going to be talking about goal setting. So, whatever your goal is for 2023, whether it's graduating with your degree, getting licensed, finding a new job, we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to be crushing your goals this year. We're going to hop into this episode right after this quick ad from our sponsor, The Rise Directory. This episode is proudly brought to you by the RISE Directory, a national directory of clinical supervisors who are dedicated to helping the next generation of clinical social workers grow in their clinical skills. The link is in the show notes. Check it out and tell every clinical supervisor you know about this directory. Hello, and welcome to a new season of the Social Workers Rise podcast. It is your host, Catherine, here, and it blows my mind to think that three years ago on January, I think it was 20th of 2020, I released my first podcast episode, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just started a podcast because it was the easiest thing. I knew that I could talk, and I also knew that I didn't want to do a lot of video editing for YouTube. So here we are with the podcast, and three years later, it has grown to be among the top 2% of podcasts worldwide. We have been ranked among the top 10 of social work podcasts for, I oh my gosh, I don't know, one or two years, I forget. But for a long time, we've been holding our spot, holding steady up there. And I just want to thank you, the listener, because this is all because of you. Otherwise, I would just be some chick sitting in my daughter's bedroom, talking into a microphone to nobody. <laughs> so I thank you so much for being here. And I love it when you send me feedback, when you connect with me on instagram linkedin a lot of people have signed up for the friday resources email list which is amazing i try to send out resources at least like twice a month that pertain to you as a social worker and specifically as a new clinical social worker so a lot of clinical tools are going out through the friday resources email if you want to join me, I would love to be able to send you an email and just let you know kind of what's been what's going on in the social work world and send you some tips, tools, resources. The link is in the show notes. So, for today, I want to talk about really goal setting. So, I know that I've spoken with a lot of you and a lot of the common goals that I've heard for 2023 is graduate right maybe you're graduating with your bachelor's in social work you might be graduating with your msw or you might be graduating with another degree like in counseling or psychology human services that is amazing too so one we got to graduate we got to make sure that we're finishing up all of our work we're finishing up any internships we're closing out with any clients that we need to do we're getting, passing the finals, we're writing the thesis, like so many things go into just graduating in this last semester, especially. And especially because you're probably battling the, um, what do you call it? Do they still call it senioritis? I think so. The senioritis where you're just like, oh, I'm so over this. I want to be done already and graduate. So that is one goal that you may have. And along with that, no matter where you are, maybe you want to get a job within the social work field or get a new job within the social work field. And we'll talk about that as well. Um, The other goal that I heard a lot was within your job, you want to be obtaining your clinical hours so that you can get licensed. License is like the gold standard, like it or not. The gold standard of social work, once you have that license, so many doors open up for you. So many different opportunities. I'm not saying that you're a better social worker. I'm just saying that you have passed the exam. And within the industry, it's seen as kind of like, okay, now we can hire this person to do any job for social work. And you're no longer, um, you're not as limited as you are with a bachelor's or just with your master's. Uh, The other goal that I've been hearing a lot is you want to pass your clinical exam this year, that this is something that maybe you've been working on your clinical hours and you're going to be ready to apply for and take the clinical exam. And lastly, I mean, there's how many goals we have? Five main goals that I've been hearing about. Lastly is you want to maintain wellness or you want to be healthy this year. You don't want to get burnt out. Maybe you already are burnt out and we want to come out of that and get healthy and take care of ourselves and really prioritize our wellness. And this can be anywhere, right? With any stage of social work that we're in, whether we're in school, whether we're out there working full-time, part-time, whether we're studying for the exam, we always, always, always need to prioritize our own wellness because these things are always going to be here. There's always going to be msw schools that's going to take your money and offer you classes. There's always going to be jobs out there. There's always going to need people who need help. There's always going to be people to supervise you for your hours. They're always going to take your money for to pass this exam. But you, my friend, may not always be here with us. You may not always be healthy. And well and living your best life. And you are the one that I'm here for. You are the one that I'm here to support and to remind you that your wellness needs to be a priority no matter where you are in your social work journey. So for this episode, I just wanted to give you a couple of tips, no matter where you are with your goals, whatever your goals might be, here is Here's my top, how many tips do I have? One, two, three, five tips. We're we're dealing in fives here today. Uh, first, I want you to start out and really visualize you accomplishing your goals. Like what does that look like? What does that feel like? And develop a plan for that. So we're going to visualize and develop a plan for our goals. And this can be a lot, right? Especially if your goal feels very, very large. But that is why, for number two, we're going to work backwards and set deadlines. So, this is meant to one, give you a plan because if we don't have a plan, then it's just a dream, right? We're all about taking action and turning our dreams into reality. And this is how you do it we first have to know what is the dream? What is the goal? What is the plan? Right? Because we're not ever going to get to a goal if we don't know what it is, if we don't have a specific goal. So make sure that we do that. We're going to set some timelines. And from those timelines, I want you to work backwards. So what is your ultimate goal? Right? So maybe your ultimate goal is to pass your exam. Figure out when you would be eligible or able to um, to take the exam, like when do, when do you want this to happen, right? Set that deadline for yourself. And then work backwards to set smaller goals or smaller milestones that you can achieve. So for example, if we're saying like, we're gonna pass our exam, right? So we're gonna take our exam, let's say December 1st we'll be able to to sit for and actually take it, well, maybe a month before that, maybe we want to start studying for it or invest in a study material maybe 30 days or 60 days before your exam. So set those dates and plan on that. Plan on, on studying or getting some sort of study materials, getting with the group, whatever you want to do to to develop that plan and work backwards, right? So you're going to be doing the clinical supervision. So that means you should be done with your clinical supervision hours by whatever date. And that means you'll have to gather your paperwork and apply to take the exam on whatever date and so forth. So whatever your goal is, set a deadline for it and then plan smaller goals working backwards. To make sure that you're staying on track and keeping on this timeline. And the third thing with this is you're going to need to create and maintain some boundaries around this. So especially if we are in school, if we have the goal of graduating, I don't know, May 31st, right? Then we know maybe two weeks before that, three weeks before that is going to be finals. And we're going to need to set our boundaries and say, look, family and friends, I love you, but I just can't right now. I have to study. This is the priority for me. It's only temporary. I still love you, but I need to do this for me. So that's what those setting the boundaries is, is you can give your friends and family the heads up like this is my goal and this is the support that I need from you to accomplish it. Whatever their response, they don't have to agree with you and they don't have to be happy about it. But whatever their response is, just make sure that you are keeping those boundaries for yourself. Like how much time are you going to allow yourself to work overtime? Um, Are you going to be able to go out with your friends as often? Are you going to need to get a babysitter more often? You know, what are the things that you might be able to outsource or um, the responsibilities that maybe somebody else could help you with? so that you can clear space for you to really focus in on this goal. So number three is to create and maintain these boundaries. Uh, So, so far we've covered visualize and develop a plan, work backwards to set deadlines, create and maintain boundaries, and next is Give yourself grace and practice self compassion. This is not an excuse to be lazy, (laughs) right? Which I know that if you are listening to my voice right now, most likely you are not a lazy person. Most likely your problem is the opposite that you work too much, you always stay busy, and you are conditioned to always be on the go. And relaxing might be a problem for you. You might be so used to go, go, go that relaxing stresses you out, ironically. So if that is you, just know that I feel you. I am constantly aware of my, uh, what is it, <laughs> my aversion to relaxation. And I try, I really have to try to relax and to say like, Catherine, we're just going to be calm and focus on this movie at this moment. Everything else can wait. Um, So if that is you, I feel you. Hey, it's Catherine here. I hope you are enjoying this episode. We're going to take a quick break to listen to these ads from our sponsors. If you're planning to take the BBS law and ethics exam, the ASWB master's or clinical licensure exam, or if you're studying for the MFT exam, then you need a proven program that can help you understand the exam questions and pass with confidence. If this is you, I highly recommend the Therapist Development Center. I personally use TDC to pass my law and ethics and clinical exams, and found the program provided me with everything I needed to pass with confidence. TDC's program integrates various ways of learning in an organized fashion, containing all of the information you need to pass without the overwhelm. And now, bonus, TDC is also offering a library of continuing education courses that fulfill your license renewal requirements and will support you in your career development. If this sounds like something that you need, visit their website, therapistdevelopmentcenter.com and use the code SWRISE10 at checkout to receive 10% off any of their CE courses, including their brand new course, On the Edge of Life, An Introduction to Suicidality. You can also check out the link in the show notes. Give yourself grace and and practice self-compassion. So what I really mean by this is I want you to be real with yourself. Acknowledge all of the life stressors that you are experiencing because chances are there's a lot of different ways that your mental and emotional energy and physical energy is being drained, right? If you are in school I mean, that in itself is taxing. If you have an internship, if your job is super stressful, if you are a parent, if if you have family obligations, you might have all of the above, right? That's a lot, a lot of different people in different areas that put a strain on your energy. So just acknowledge that. I want you to first like list out all of the different responsibilities that you have and just acknowledge. The parts that are stressing you out, and see is there anything that we can do about it, and if not, learn how to cope and how to relax, how to be mindful. There's, I mean, come talk to me if you need to, uh, if you need to practice um, some relaxation and reduce your anxiety. Uh, I've had a lot of practice because I need a lot of practice. So, acknowledge those life stressors that you have. And also, too, with the self-compassion part, self-compassion really means treating yourself as you would your friend. So a lot of times we may tell ourselves things that we would never say to another human being because it's so mean and cruel. So be aware of how you talk to yourself. A lot of times we may tell ourselves just terrible things that we we tear ourselves down and you know we're our own worst enemy right so thing if you're saying anything like oh that was so dumb how could you be so stupid what is wrong with you you should know better okay none of those things are helpful and you would never i would hope you wouldn't ever say those things to a friend and so you don't need to be saying it to yourself either right so become aware of how you're talking to yourself and then try to flip that, make an effort to talk to yourself like you would be a friend, right? So we're taking into consideration all of these life stressors that you have and being real with yourself, like, look, there's only one of me to go around. There's only so much energy that I have. There's only so much I can do at one time. You can do it all, but you can't do it all at one time, okay? And then be real and say, like, look, you're doing your best. Like, you tried your hardest today. You gave your all. You are an amazing daughter, son, spouse, partner, parent. Just acknowledge these things about yourself because the more you tell yourself things, the more that you hear things about you, the more you're going to start believing it, okay? and lastly we're going to celebrate small wins and accomplishments and this is might be the most important one because and the most fun one i think the the fun ones are the most important ones because it's important to have fun a lot of times as social workers i found that we can get so bogged down with the misery of the world that we we you know we we watch the news, we research all of these different terrible social issues, and we keep up with international news and, you know, the wars and genocides and human trafficking and homelessness and mental illness and the failures of the system that, oh man, just, just listing out all these things, it gets me down. Like it feels heavy because it is. And a lot of times we don't make intentional space to have fun. And this is important because I don't know about you, but I didn't go and get my master's so that I could feel miserable all the time. I went and got my master's and am in this career and field because I want to help the people and the systems and the spaces that I can. And I need to learn to be okay with that, that I'm not going to change the world, right? Little old me is not going to change the world, By myself. I can do what I can, but it takes all of us. It takes a whole community. It takes everybody. And I need to be okay with what I can do and just keep showing up, right? And be okay with that. So with that, we're going to celebrate our small and big accomplishments. And this has actually been proven. So I'm not just telling you to go out and have fun and party and celebrate for no reason. There is actual scientific proof behind this, right? So one, it's fun and it feels good, but also a number of studies have found that celebrating actually brings a lot of benefits to your physical health, to your coping strategies. People who regularly celebrate things, they are generally more optimistic, they take better care of themselves, And they tend to be less stressed. Additionally, celebrations also increase people's sense of well-being, regardless of their socioeconomic factors, the level of education, their age, or their gender. And finally, you know, people who celebrate, they have increased feelings of self-worth and an overall life satisfaction um, by just expanding their awareness and thoughts and behaviors that promote creativity, they're open to being more social, and they're also more resilient. A lot of times when I talk to people or to clients and I celebrate their small wins, like one, I acknowledge it and say, wow, that's really cool. That's, that's a movement in the right direction. Like that's a small win, but it's it might be small, but it's significant. Right. And we need to acknowledge it, name it, and celebrate it. A lot of times we can feel down on ourselves. And maybe you do this where you try to minimize your accomplishments to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, um, I haven't worked out in years, but I went to the gym today and, you know, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, You know, it was just one day. Other people there, they go every day. And I don't do that. And for me, I'm like, stop. Just stop minimizing your success because this is a small win. It's a small win that you got up and you went to the gym and you did something different that was healthy for you, right? Um, Wins And wins can be anything, right? I'm always looking for something to celebrate. So wins can be turning in that paper. It can be starting the paper, especially if you're a procrastinator. It can be, uh, what else? Setting a boundary, keeping a boundary. It can be even applying for a new job, right? Like finishing your resume and hitting submit on that job application. Like that's amazing because that those are all steps in the right direction. And we need to acknowledge and celebrate those things. Because if we don't, if we continue to minimize our accomplishments or minimize the good things that are happening, it might get to the point where you can't celebrate anything. I've spoken with people who they minimize their entire life so that even when they graduate from college and they're first gen, like Latino, Latina, um, or whoever, then they say, oh, you know, like it wasn't really a big deal. They know it's a big deal, but they're not able to fully celebrate it and accept it. And for me, that's heartbreaking when you have reached one of the pinnacles, like life goals, right? Like how many people accomplish college graduation? I mean, that's amazing. And then when you finally get there, you're like, meh, not a big deal, (laughs) Uh, Yes, it is. It is amazing. So, um, so it is very, very important to celebrate the small and big wins and your accomplishments because that's ultimately what's going to keep you going. It gives you little boosts of endorphins that reinforces this positive behavior. It reminds your mental, your brain, and your body that you're goal is possible, that these little things that you're doing are steps in the right direction towards your goal. And it's these tiny little baby steps that happen every day, every week that eventually lead to massive change. So never discount the small changes, never discount or minimize the things that you're doing to accomplish your goals. So I would love to hear about your goals. I hope that you join the Friday resources email list. If this podcast episode has helped you at all, go ahead and share it with a friend. You can text this episode over and share it that way. Share it on social media, whatever it is that you want to do. I am here for it. I support you. I'm so excited. We have a really, really great season coming up this year on the Social Workers Rise podcast. We are just getting started, my friend. I'll I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe and text this episode to a friend. If you want more, there are a few ways we can get to know each other and work together. First, definitely subscribe to the Friday resource email list. The link is in the show notes. And that's where you can learn more about the courses I offer, including Clinical Essentials for the Future Therapist and the Pulse Basics for Medical Social Workers. I'll also be sending out occasional Tips and resources and other happenings within the social work industry. And for all your clinical supervision needs, be sure to visit risedirectory.com. This is a national directory of clinical supervisors for social workers, and we also provide free resources that you can use within your own clinical supervision. Lastly, if you have more individualized needs, I do offer coaching individual consultations, and am available for public speaking engagements for social workers and change makers. Lastly, the boring legal stuff, but very important. The information in this podcast is not meant to be a supplement for therapy, professional advice, or clinical supervision. This content is provided as is solely for informational purposes. It is not legal health for safety advice, I am not advising you as a therapist. Organizations should engage their own experts to ensure any adopted measures are compliant with applicable laws and standards in their jurisdictions. The opinions expressed by individuals or organizations are their own and do not reflect the views or opinions of Social Workers Rise or Catherine Moore. References to specific products or organizations do not constitute any endorsement or recommendations by Social Workers' Rise.